You are now listening to a 302 Birds podcast experience. Proudly powered by TickPick, Cuphead, El Diablo Burritos, Nick's Pizza, and Klondike Cates on the heart of Main Street. It is time. It is Red October. And Ballpark Tommy, let's just say he got his public excuse. He's out from school. He got his sick note. He's there tonight cheering it up. So I do apologize to you guys who came out to see him tonight. He's not here. But I promise you, it is another episode of 302 Birds jam-packed. And I can't believe there's 10 people, 11 now, watching live right now. They could be watching the Phillies, simultaneously watching the Phillies. Who knows? It's going to be a wild show. The Phillies are in the middle of the game. You're probably going to hear a lot of screaming. Um, I know that this guy right here, he's going to be filling the role of ballpark Tommy tonight. So get ready for some random outbursts. But hey, before we get into all that, before we get into the meat and bones of the podcast, I do want to thank everybody in the chat, Dobbins, Ryan Swoop, and others, what's going on. But I seriously uh, want to get into Jack's weekly call-ins. And first up, we got my younger cousin, Whit, but I will hit that intro and kick it to Jackson and Whit. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking me how your day is. The food is phenomenal as well. The burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless, go birds. In the script. What up, Wit? How you doing tonight? Thank you, El Diablo Burritos, for that sponsor. How you doing, Wit? You're muted, Wit. You're muted, buddy. There you go. Oh. What's up, Wit? There we go. <laughs> Nothing. How you, uh... boy, AJ Brown. Good. How do you think he's playing this year? Swear a lot. Good. I mean, I'm after what happened in week two where he was yelling at Jalen, I think they've really, really started to do good now. I agree with you 1,000%. I know A.J. Brown um, definitely had his, his sideline moments and, uh, you know, kind of tied that back down last week's game. He had, what, 200-some yards, um, and he popped off. I mean – the only issue I have with him is that he cost us a penalty with a touchdown, even though it was a beautiful touchdown. Uh, but I think, you know, I'm not worried about about A.J. Brown at all. What do you think the no, Eagles are going to do just, this year? Go ahead. We're gonna um, uh, you just got to be smarter. You know the game's on the line. The Commanders are a decent team. You just can't, you can't do, get that taunting penalty there. Agree, one thousand percent. Dude, we you... need to be the head coach right now. I mean, he's spitting facts. What would you have said to AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts if you were the head coach on the sideline? Wait, what would you have looked at AJ Brown and said? I mean, you can't do that. You just really can't. Yeah, you're close your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that that yeah. threw Jalen Hurts off a little bit, like mentally? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, when you have your best receiver go out there and yell at you, I mean, just kind of throws you off a little bit. Throw me off, I'll say that. People tell me I over-exaggerate and it's football. Hey, wait, I got a question for you. 
AJ Brown or Devontae Smith, who are you keeping in two years? Uh, I would keep Devontae Smith because he's younger than AJ Brown. Yeah, I would, I would do the same. I think I think arguably he's also a better route runner. Um, I think when he becomes the wide receiver number one, he's going to put up some monster numbers. So you just got to, you know, see what happens when that day comes. Or it may never come. Who knows? Maybe we, re- we re-sign both, but I don't think we have the money for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of killed Devontae Smith when they traded for A.J. Brown in the draft. Because if they would have not traded for A.J. Brown, then – Devontae Smith would have been the number one. This is your spitting factor now, Wit, and I appreciate that. Wait, you, you play you, football too, right? Right. What position are you? Uh, I can play either on the O line or D line. My main position is center. I played center as well, and you know the cool thing about being a center is you can get five more yards than a receiver as in Josh Zepp in high school. So keep grinding. You're going to be amazing. And uh, can't wait to see what you can do. Maybe the next Thank Jason you. Kelsey. Who knows? Definitely definitely not the next Jack Thornton. <laughs> no. Better. Better. Not Better. hard to do. Not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, Wit, And thanks for spitting facts, buddy. Have a good night. Thanks. thanks no Whit. problem. Thank you. Have, Go have Birds. Beautiful. I love that kid. What a man. That's, that's my family for you. It runs in the family. And I also want to welcome our other call-in, Manny Sembroni, a professional soccer player, here tonight with us to talk about a little bit about the Philadelphia sports fandom, which I think has been getting a real bad rap lately. And it's funny. Me and Manny came across each other through Instagram. I love like his videos, what he does. Very inspirational. But we're talking a little bit about the Eagles. I find out that he's an Eagles fan. And I'm like, wait, how is someone from Europe, professional soccer player, such a diehard fan? And we started talking about the fandom and how a lot of people say that the Eagles fans are too hard on them. And long story short, Manny basically said, that's normal in Europe. You know, that, that stuff is normal. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what it was like being a professional athlete? I think one of my favorites was the grocery store story, if you told me that. Of course. Uh, number one, thank you guys for having me here. This is an absolute pleasure. Super fun, super excited. So thank you, Dal. Thank you, guys. Um, number one, what represented being an athlete for me, it represented my entire life. I believe it's a dream of majority of people, right? If you like the sports. And uh, it was an unbelievable ride. Number two, uh, in regards of the fandom of Philly, man, this is like, you know, this is poor heaven for me. Uh, I'm used to of European fans going crazy, like in and out of the field, man, and um, connecting to the story of the grocery. There were team without citing these teams because I don't want to get in trouble. But um, I remember like uh, when we lost some of the games and, you know, you have to go buy your grocery at the supermarket. If you're losing games in Italy, you play like, you know, in very like hard fandom type of thing. Man, you cannot go to the grocery shop. So you got to send somebody to get your food, stay home and lock it until you win the next game. So for me, this is like bread and butter, guys. That's fun. <laughs> so when Nelson Aguilar drops a pass and misses and the whole city's chewing him out, 
you're basically saying that that would be a normal thing. So maybe it isn't so bad. Maybe it's a, it's a love, you know what I mean? Because one thing about Europe too, on the flip side is I don't think that there's anybody that's as passionate and as loving about a sport than Europe with soccer. Yes. I think, uh, I think what made me connect with the city of Philadelphia, the sports of Philadelphia is the, is the passion, right? For me being an Italian native, you know, we made, we love, we made, we all passion, energy, and very loud people. So that's Italians, right? But um, when I moved to Philadelphia, for me, it was like, wow, I feel like home. And that was like my first home in America. So that's what tied me to the city and the sports of Philadelphia. I'm very grateful. So when you came from <clears throat> Europe, you you just fell in love with the Philly fan base right away. You didn't you didn't like any of the other NFC East teams, being the Cowboys or the Forty Nine or the uh, Commanders or the Giants. It was all Philly. It was all Philly, and this is this is this is funny, man. So I get to the city, guys, and you got to understand. I moved to Philadelphia when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So we're talking about the good stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I get yeah. to the city and it's like, wow. And it's like, what is this, right? And I'm like, okay. So the first thing that I did, I, to I told my wife, tell me more about the Eagles, right? And she was like, wow, fans are crazy. Like, this is a big team. I said, okay. So what I did, I went to Amazon and bought a hoodie with the Eagles that I still have. So the one that you saw Dalton uh, on Instagram that I'm sitting on, on the steps of my house, that was my first hoodie that I bought back in the days. And I still have, I told my wife that we cannot lose 2018, man. You know, good luck charm. Yeah. So, uh, so let me ask you this. Are you a, yes. How do you feel? I'm not sure if you watch basketball, uh, but how are you feeling about the Sixers? This, you know, two rounds. That's out? my day. That's my other team, baby. So it's like, um, I think last last season was pretty fun to watch, and it was the real first season for me to actually like. Hey, let me get to the NBA. Let's let me understand a little bit about. That's fun, but I I think that uh, talent is there, and I love to watch Philly sport, man. So also if we suck, doesn't matter. Still, still Philadelphia for me, you know. I got the, I got that uh, that connection with the city. My wife, my wife is from Pennsylvania as well, so even even stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, hey, you picked a good uh good time to move to Philly because since you've been here, the Phillies have been in the playoffs. So that's another team, and it's Red October right now. So how do you like? Do you watch Phillies as well? Um, that's my other thing. I want to get more and more into into baseball because guys, I'm a soccer guy. You got to understand in my country, yeah, we play sports, but soccer is, is the thing. So I, I certainly would love to go to watch a Philly game. That would be super, super cool, guys. If we do it yeah. together, even better. For sure. When you, when you first moved here, Manny, and you saw the Philly fanatic, what was your reaction to that thing? Were you like, what the heck is this? Like, how was that described to you? Because I just think that, it's one of the most iconic mascots in Gritty, too, the Flyers mascot. Like, when you saw some of these mascots for these teams, were you like, what have I gotten myself into? This isn't your standard lion or tiger mascot. This is, like, a thing, like an entity. It's a monster, straight up. Yeah, that's – man, this is, like, the beauty of this country, you know, because um, 
for me, I, I was a little kid dreaming of becoming a, a U.S. citizen. So I was born that way. Uh, America was always the American dream. And then it comes, uh, it comes with watching sports and commercials and, and the movies, right? So I grew up watching uh, Rocky Balboa going up and down of the steps. I probably watched that movie a thousand times, right? And uh, think about how mind is powerful. And then I actually moved to Philadelphia, you know? And then to get to that point, man, that's good. That's fun, man. So any, anything that I see over here is a discovery. And I love it. Yeah, it has to be a surreal moment when you when you grow up watching these Rocky Balboa movies in Philly, and then you wind up in Philadelphia. It has to feel like super like surreal to you, and like, wow, this is crazy. This is what I grew up watching, and now I'm living here. Guys, I, I can I can't describe it. You know, like uh, um, the first thing that I did when I arrived in Philadelphia, I told my wife, "Hey, we got to go." to the Rocky statue and to do the step. You got to run up and down, you got to sit down, you got to take a lot of pictures. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the type of attachment that you have. In Italy, we grew up with watching uh, Sylvester Stallone and the Rocky movies in Philadelphia. So for, for us, that's, uh, that's empowerment. You know, you get over here, that's what you want to do. And then of course you want to get some food too because Philadelphia food is unbelievable. <laughs> What's your favorite cheese steak place? Uh, D'Alessandro's a maniac. Ooh, okay. I knew I liked you, Manny. I knew I loved you. I knew I did because that's, that's my that's favorite fire. It's fire, yeah, right? It's the meat is so cut. And when you go there, it's so funny. that I, I'm from Delaware, a little bit south, and then Jersey. And then I went to St. Joe's in West Philly. So Roxborough, where it's at, you go over the bridge. And anyway, I'll never forget my first time there. The lady's like, what do you want? It's like a typical Philly joint. You know what I mean? She's like, what do you want, honey? But it is one of the best cheesesteaks in the city, hands down, if not the best. Hey, well, and it man, was incredible. Yes, go ahead, brother. Yeah, and don't don't, don't uh, listen to Don. He's not from Delaware. He grew up <laughs> in Jersey, and he's lived in Delaware for two years now. So I'm originally from Delaware. <laughs> Three years. All right. Okay. Um, Did you try yeah, Angelo's, Manny? No, you gotta try Angelo's. You gotta. Try I gotta Angelo's. try Angelo's. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, and I also All wanted right. to ask you. So you play. You yes. played soccer in Europe. How does that compare to the MLS? Are you? Do All you right. watch the MLS a lot, or, or do you? I do. I do. I do watch the MLS. I believe the MLS. Groups grew so much through the years, guys, and you see all these big stars that come in. I. We have one of our property that is seven minutes away here in Florida, in Florida, seven minutes from the Pink Stadium. Imagine like when Messi arrived, man, that's huge. But uh, if you compare the two, they, it's a different type, number one, of different type of way to live soccer. You know, in Europe, it's more like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I provide food on my table for my family. So it's very aggressive that way so you're like hey no jokes here in america i see like more as a big show more spectacular more relaxed but also i see a lot of quality there are lots of great players lots of potential lots of funds lots of structures right this country is going to be one of the greatest for soccer through the years that you see already like all the stars that are coming yeah i mean even looking at the world cup there was i think 
there was 90 players or something from the MLS playing in the World Cup, which is was the most out of any other league in the world, which, you know, as, you know, living in the United States, it's always been like, oh, the MLS is kind of a, it's kind of a joke. But like, when you look at it, like it's growing so much and it's actually becoming such a, a good league for soccer and people are wanting to play in the MLS. So I just wanted to get your take on that because, you know, no, it's growing before our eyes. I agree. I agree with you. Look at the national team, man. Look how many players uh, from the the U.S. national team that come into Europe and they're like top players in our European teams. So mm-hmm. it tells you everything. You know, the game is changing and we have a high appreciation for the U.S. soccer also in Europe, you know, and I, and I, and I saw it on myself when I was with the Cosmos. There was uh, incredible players coming over there. So there was, it was excellent, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think one last question, and then I'll let you get out of here. Um, so how you, uh, you know, you're a diehard Eagles fan. How do you think the Eagles are going to do this year? What are your expectations? Like that's a good, that's a great question, man. I think I, I already gave a, a dozen a preview. To me, it's like in the athlete mindset, is like you're gonna win, right? So yeah. the expectation for uh, a team. Uh, uh, like the Eagles, it's like you want to compete for winning. Now, if you get into the final, you bring it home. Or like last year that I wanted to kill myself, how it ended. But it's like the Eagles should and they will compete for getting to the Super Bowl. And hopefully we're going to have a different outcome and we're going to celebrate together. Hopefully, for right? Sure. So that that's my that's the way that I'm seeing it. And uh, considering that we have a vacation home over here in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale, if we have uh, with the with the Dolphins, that is the other team that the Saint over here is going to be uh, the team. So that would be fun as well, you know. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Don, you have anything else for Manny? No, I just want to thank Manny once again for coming on. Um, like I said, always go Birds. The fandom runs deep, yeah. as you guys can see worldwide. And Manny, I want to give you a chance here to also plug yourself too and tell everybody uh, where they can find you as well. Of course, uh, guys, you can find me on Instagram, of course, as Emanuele Dazzembroni. But uh, my platform, uh, my favorite platform is LinkedIn. And you can find me as Emanuele Manny Sembroni, as simple as that. So connect with me and uh, I'll be happy to answer any of your questions, of course. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for your you time. Guys. And uh, go Birds. And we have a big game against the Rams this weekend. Yes, go birds, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, go thank birds. you. Have thank go you, one. Manny. Perfect. All right, guys. I want to also welcome our next guest to the show. Well, Tom couldn't really be here tonight, so we had to get the next best thing. So we got BPM for you. Beats per minute. Ballpark match. Time for Phillies talk with Ballpark Tommy. Fingers, Dick. I would just like to say, um, go check out Nick's Pizza. He's opening up his own shop starting, I think, in the next couple of weeks, at least on his Instagram. It's the next best pizza in the state of Delaware, so go give him your business. Um, and also, I wanted to say, Dalt, that I am better than Ballpark Tommy. Him and I will have a fight about this. I am, I am no, tell us why. Tell us why. I'm not, I'm not from Delco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got yeah. me, man. It's over. Hey, hey, but but hear oh me God. out. Done. But hear me out. You know, if Ballpark Tommy wasn't at the game tonight, 
but he had a headache, he would still show up and perform on the show, unlike somebody <laughs> like did last week. So I, I couldn't open my eyes, man. Mm, mm, <laughs> I couldn't open my eyes. It hurts so excuses, bad. Excuses, excuses. Well, anyway, I'm here tonight, Jack. Take it away. And I am on fire, baby. The Phils were back. It's red October. I'm wearing my red today. Aaron Nola's looking fierce. Zach Wheeler looked fierce last night. The bats came alive, scored four runs. I'm feeling good about this postseason, guys. I really am. I uh, I think we're going to go on a run here. And, you know, I hope we're all ready to be strapped in uh, and, you know, just go for a fun roller coaster ride, man, because I think it's – I'm feeling the energy from this year. And the fans look into it. The players look into it. They know what to expect. They know how to perform to make us happy. Um, and I, I really think that, you know – Playing the Marlins in the wild card, I love. I love that we're going to be playing the Braves in the NLDS, you know, after hopefully we win tonight. I'm knocking on wood. I don't know if you guys can hear that. But I love these two series. And, yes, the Braves are good, but it's a five-game series, and I do think that we're going to be able to take it home. Um, our pitching, I think, is going to step up better than it has all year. Our hitting and our bullpen is going to step it up. Rob Thompson knows not to fuck around in, in the postseason, so – um, I really think that he's going to make the right choices, bringing bringing relievers in. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm feeling like right now, and I'm I'm feeling good about it, guys. I'm feeling really good about it. Yeah, I mean, hey, dude, I, I, it just seems like these kids, these players that were on the team in the World Series last year, they have that drive. As we saw last night, I'm not sure. I didn't see it as a topic tonight, so I don't want to say say anything wrong. But uh, you know, Castellanos showing off the ring finger, like they all want it. And you can see it in Bryce Harper when that man was told to stop at third base, but he kept running and he kept running because he wanted to score. And he wants the city of Philadelphia to know that he's here, you know, long-term and he wants to bring a ring back to Philadelphia. So I, I think as these players um, that were in the, had a taste of it last year in the world series, I think they want it even more this year. Um, and I'm glad uh, we can see that drive in them, and you know, coming from Captain Bryce Harper, he 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 really wants it, and I'm excited to see what they can do. Ash, how are you feeling about it? I'm really excited. Um, last night was just stinking fun, um, and it's good when I feel like we've gotten this momentum the last month or so that really they've been going on that uphill trend, and they are starting to be able to have fun with it. And at the beginning of the season, I think the expectations were so high that they really got into they got in their own heads. Um, and as the seasons progressed, they've been able to relax, and it's clearly shown. They're playing more relaxed. They're playing, in in my opinion, the best baseball that I've seen them play all season by far. And the fact that they're having fun at the same time it just helps too. And I don't know, it's just kind of exciting, especially when um, the Philadelphia. Uh, Baseball teams are not doing too hot right now. Um, it has been really fun to actually have people coming up to me and asking me my opinions on Phillies and how far we think they're going to go. Yeah, and, like, I don't know about you guys, but watching playoff But I'm baseball, feeling 22. Everyone's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, though, but, like, playoff baseball is so much fun to watch. Like, there really is no other crowd that is as exhilarating as Philadelphia. It is like I've I've watched the other postseason games, at least the highlights. I'm at a conference, so I can't really watch them live. But 
they're just not exciting because the crowd's like, yeah, they're into it a little bit more than regular season, but like Philadelphia takes it up a notch. You can hear how loud it is through the TV. And I can just only imagine what it sounds like in person. I can't wait to hear about what, you know, how ballpark Tommy's experience was tonight. Um, I don't know. I was there last year in the NLCS and I've never, I mean, I've been to Eagles playoff games. I've, I've been to, you know, the Sixers playoff games and there is nothing, I swear to God, there's nothing as exhilarating as being in Citizens Bank Park in the playoffs. It was, it's unmatched. It's crazy. And, and you hear they interviewed Zach Wheeler um, yesterday and he's like, when we were walking out to the mound, he got so many chills through his body. Cause he's like, I didn't, I knew it was going to be this big, but not as this big. Like, I like you said. I've haven't been in the playoffs for baseball. I mean, back in the day, probably like early two thousands, uh, when they played the Braves. I think that was the year they won. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it just, yeah. I mean, nothing can compare to. I don't know because I feel like at the link it gets pretty rowdy during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't been able to experience. Link gets hella rowdy. Yeah, it does get hella rowdy. Yeah, so I haven't been able to experience recently um, playoff baseball or playoff football. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, these guys, they really do want it. They want it for sure, 1,000%. They even got me yeah. to watch. Yeah. I watched, Josh I, watched is- I watched most of the game last night. I didn't watch Look any you, Josh. Night. You're growing up, man. I'm watching the game right now. I got a little uh-huh. – You're growing up. It's pretty fun to watch. I like it. Josh, I you're, baseball. You were in bed by 8.30, sir. Uh, yeah, but uh, I was watching on my phone there when I was waking up in the middle of the night. Some of us have to wake up. If, I woke up at 4 a.m. What do you want me to do? Stay up till 10? What's not happening? Hey, Josh, I kind of feel like you tonight, you know, taking the podcast in my bed. It's so nice, isn't it? You know, wait, so we nice. kind of we kind of flip flopped. You know, you're like you're like not in your bed, and I'm in I'm in bed. I know, I know. While I'm watching the game. It's it's nice, isn't it? But like, you know, I normally have to wake up at 4 a.m. So, what are you gonna do? It's hard to stay up late. I'm a sleepy boy. Yeah. But all right, so how are we feeling? How are we feeling about the Phillies pitching situation though? Are we are we confident in our starters or are we are we kind of hope are we hoping that, you know, our offense is going to carry us home? That that one, the offense. Yep. I don't know enough but the offense. Everybody complains about the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a struggle all season. This bullpen um has definitely been a struggle. Uh I don't want to put all the pressure on our offense, but we may need to. I mean, again, Zach Wheeler played well last uh, last night. Um, I'm not sure who's on the mound tonight. Is it Nola? Nola's on the mound. How's he playing? Uh, he's pitching pretty well, actually. JT just hit a double. Let's go. One out. Let's go. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like Aaron Nola, though, he, he's a completely different person in postseason. I could be wrong, pitching-wise. Yeah, I mean – We've only gotten to see him last year in the postseason. He pitched lights out, you know, except that World Series game. Um, he kind of looked he kind of looked bad, but you know, this season he let up 36 home runs. And like that's just bad. And like, are we actually as fans going to expect that to change? You know, like it it's there it's still baseball. Yeah, postseason's different, you know, the crowd's into it and but is that enough to is that enough to to change someone's issues that they've had all season long. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, Jenner, I, I, I have confidence in him. I, I 
don't really have a reason not to have confidence. He's, you know, he's played, he's played good baseball throughout his career here in Philadelphia. And I got to hope that, you know, this, this crowd will kind of swip, like flip a switch for him, just kind of like Trey Turner. You know, the crowd is on their feet whenever Nola comes out of that, out of that dugout tonight. They're always up, they're cheering, they're, they're happy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm confident in them. I'm hoping that, you know, they're going to, flip the switch and they're going to look like the starters that we know them to be. Ash, any other comments? Last comments? No, totally agree with you guys. I think the pitching has been our biggest struggle and the bullpen has been, those are kind of like two things. And I think, I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. That's the thing that I'm the most nervous about going into this postseason run. Yeah. You know, you know, this season, hopefully they can make a run and postseason, but you know, what we're really, I'm really here for is these birds, and uh, you know, how are we feeling about this play calling that has happened within the last four weeks? I thought this past week was better, besides the random run, like the third and eleven in the end zone or the red zone that we ran. That was a weird play call with Kenny Gainwell. Besides yeah. that one, I actually really like the play calling on this this last game. I thought this was like this was definitely Jalen Hurts' best game. This is definitely our best game. Uh, in our passing attack, and I feel like Swift's still kind of eight in the run game, so I feel good about it. Yeah, where, but, I'm, where I'm standing, where I'm standing is, you know, we every single week, week one, our play calling sucked. Week two, our play calling was a little bit better, not incredible. Week three was a little bit better, again, not incredible. This week, we put up thirty-four points, right, and we're still like play calling kind of sucked, you know. So like. When the play calling is actually up to our liking, like this team's going to be nasty. You know, like we haven't even reached our potential yet, and we scored 34 points, and we're still complaining about play calling, um, which is it's scary, you know, like for other teams in the NFL. Um, so I think there was a lot to be proud of this past game. You know, Jalen Hurts played well, just like you were saying, Josh. Um, our wide receivers are getting open. Our run game is still lethal. So it's like everything's starting to come together week by week. And I think the play calling week by week is getting better as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, hey, I'm going to keep saying it. This is the first year that we have Sean Desai as a defense coordinator, and then we have Brian Johnson as office coordinator. So I'm not sure, you know, what the stats are or how the offense and defense ran when we had Shane Steichen and um, the guy we may not answer. Uh, say his name, but when they first were here, like what was their play calling like? Maybe it's just kind of like dipping our toes in the water a little bit, seeing how these these coaches call, and then you know, hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't, I I can't really complain about these playing calling at all. I just want to see more, um, I don't know, more confidence. Um, I, I think the red zone is still killing us. Um, I mean, the ninety two percenter always works. We always we always win that, um, but it's just like. Give it time. I mean, like you said, these starters haven't played in the preseason at all. This is the first – only week four, week five now with these these coaches. So, I mean, give it time. And, you know, if this is an issue and we're still talking about this midseason, then we have an issue. But other than that, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. We are 4-0. We are 4-0. And, and that's where we need to say it. Granted, last week was – way too close um but the play calling is getting better than it was it's just there's still in my opinion quite a bit to be desired 
Okay, so here's a question to you guys. You know, we're starting four and zero. The Forty ers are four and zero. Who's more legit? Like, who's who's the better team here? I don't know. McCaffrey's looking dirty this season. He's looking dirty this season. Forty Niners look the Eagles. You think? I mean, why do you guys all like McCafferty so much? Tell me what like McCafferty. 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 McAfee. I'm gonna get all of their names wrong. Me and Mitch don't get along. But I just think I just think McCaffrey is just a generational talent, um, and the things he's doing, not not many current running backs are doing that. I mean, he had four touchdowns last last game. That's insane. And he is touchdown like 16 games straight. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he is just a generational talent. Um, I mean. Yeah, I, that's why I think everyone is, you know, has their. I'm not gonna say that, but everyone loves Christian hmm. McCaffrey. They just, they just know that he is just a generational talent, and we haven't seen a running back like this in you know quite some time. Um, he's the most talented a, running back of all time. I agree, one thousand percent. And here's nah, I mean, the thing: that's, that's that's true. That's I just said I agreed. No, I'm looking at Dalton. No, he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dalt. So if you're gonna replace, if you're not gonna say McCafferty, as you would call him McCafferty, I could name like three guys right now. Easy. Better, better. Go. Dickerson, Go. Emmett Smith. Um, Emmett Smith. You said you could name it right now, and you did not name it right now. You Hold said, on. Um, there was another guy. You guys threw me off because Josh. Who's, who's, I'm who's the first one I'm you said? Third. I actually had another one. I would honestly. Mm, nah. Uh, maybe. Maybe at the end. But. But, but hear me, Sean McCoy, because he has a ring, and he actually had like if you look at his NFL no. resume, Sean McCoy is a pretty fucking good NFL running back, and everyone hey. wants to sleep on it. Don, I love but you I to death. Three more talented. The last one was Sweetness, Walter Payton. Sorry, that was my. Favorite. I love you to death, but out of out why of why are you I doing guess... that? It's Sweetness. Who's Sweet? The... Walter Payton. What? You're you're Walter telling me Peyton, if you... Eric Dickerson and Emmett Smith, all three are so, definitely so put better than Christian McCaffrey. Those... I will be the black sheep on this podcast and say that. No, you're... so put either of those three on the 49ers right now. They're going to put up the same numbers in their prime. Play. In their prime, probably a little bit better. Yeah, Def- definitely not. That's just Here's the thing. ridiculous Here's the to thing, say. Dalt, McCaffrey is an all-time running back. And then he's also like an all-time wide receiver. Like he is so good in both he's aspects of the game. He's so good at everything. But these guys are like oh, the no, best Patch. running backs of all time. You know what I mean? Like they're like some of the best. That, that was of all a bad time. error. That was a bad error that just so happened. When you think about that, crazy. you know what I mean? Like there's something but to be said for it. Back to the question. I don't know yet because the big test is the gauntlet that we have all talked about beginning of the season. I mean, okay, they're both 4-0 teams, but um, obviously the Eagles' schedule is a lot more harder than the 49ers. It's the hardest schedule in the league. So, like, I, it's really hard to tell who's more legit now. Yeah, 4-0, cool. But the 49ers really haven't played that many – that that, that much of a hard teams, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I think I, tr- I trust this 49ers secondary more than ours. I think that's kind of the big, the big difference there right now, right? But that's like, got to think... be it, the only part of the team, though, right, that you trust more than the Eagles. You can't tell me there's any other part. No, there. no, no. That, that really, I mean, I think our right offense end. is – I think our offense is similar. And if anything, I think our offense can probably score quicker. I think the Niners go on these long drives, and they score, and they get points. But I think we kind of – 
a better big play possibility. I think our defensive lines are pretty similar. Um, ours might have the edge, but I think I think their secondary is much better than ours, and that's mostly because Avante Maddox got hurt, and then our safety's kind of been questionable because Brown went down and Sydney um, went down. So it's really just been re- and Reed Blankenship was out of game. So I think our secondary needs to strengthen up. And then hey Josh, yo, Brown and Sydney are the same people. So. Yeah, I know. I said that. Good yep. job. Yep. I Ash, said that. Was, we... I knew that as soon as I said it, and then I just kept rolling with it. So, yep. Ash, what were you going to say? Wanna... Um, I think it's different too. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at like the last, like just simply like the scores of the 49ers games versus the Eagles games. The Eagles have had a lot more close games and then we had the game that went into overtime i said last week it does not matter how good washington is how bad washington is they always play the eagles ridiculously hard and i thought for sure we'll talk about this later but i thought for sure we were going to lose that game on paper i the eagles have the edge however so far in playing and i think this is also as we get the players more comfortable with the coordinators and all that jazz i think this will shift, but like right now, I would have to go 49ers from an unbiased perspective. I think yeah. personally, this team on paper, the Eagles, is 100% better than the 49ers. I'm tired of all season. The 49ers have played not very good teams, just like the Eagles haven't played the best teams, but that's how the NFL works because there's 32 teams in the NFL. I think only what, like, 12 of them now, maybe is it 14 now, make the playoff 14 because it's seven each. 14 of them make the playoffs. So if you look at the games and the matchups, the Eagles and the Niners, I think, are pretty even. But I think that the Eagles are 100% better because of one reason. Quarterback. And no disrespect to Brock Purdy. Um, He's actually growing a lot on me. Poor guy's living out in San Francisco on $900,000 a year. The point is... I really think Jalen Hurts is that much better than him. And that says so much for Eagles fans because I will give respect to Commanders fans and we'll get to this later. But a lot of NFC teams, it's taken a long time to find their franchise QB. And I think for Eagles fans, that's a nice thing that, you know, we're so confident in Jalen Hurts. Because Brock Purdy, I think, arguably is a top five QB this year. You know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah, I mean, but you got to think about it. What? This is Jalen Hurts' fourth year, and this is Brock Purdy's second year. And he was Mr. Irrelevant in last year's draft, and he went to the NFC Championship. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you have the same, you know, if if you had four years under Brock Purdy's belt and same with Jalen Hurts, I think it would be, um, you know, a big question mark. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is a lot better. He's more versatile. He can do a lot more than Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy is, you know, kind of stepping in his own and being a really good, reliable quarterback this season for his second year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. And I hear what you're saying. I think this game is going to be one of the most hyped up games all year. I mean, you got the Miami game in a couple of weeks. I think that Miami's really good team. There's Tua and Jalen. That's going to be fun to see. I mean, that's also when we're pulling up the Kelly greens, right? Yep. It's Dolphins. That's going to be a whole other level, too. Oh, yeah. That tailgate, people are going to be out there early. And speaking of Ashley, thank you for giving me a nice little transition. You guys like this? This nice little t shirt I got on, huh? That shit hurts. That's what's going to happen to you, 49ers fans. 
that shit's going to hurt uh, when you're in the dirt again, Brock Purdy, because Hassan Reddick's going to be on you all day. No, in all seriousness, I want to thank Swagger Sports for sending me one of these shirts. If you guys want to get one of these, you guys can check out my guy Dustin's website online. Um, they have these designs, a ton more. They have um, in and hoodies. I actually got uh, one for Jack right here. They have one that says Dub Birds. It's a pretty cool material. Uh, Big Sean, they sent me a hoodie for him of the same thing. So stay tuned, guys. But, I mean, go check out Dustin. He's a really cool dude. And I'm telling you guys, he has a ton of stuff for sale. So even if you're not an Eagles fan, I mean, he's doing all 32 teams individually. And that shit's going to hurt 49ers fans. So go buy some stuff to wipe your tears with uh, when you're in the dirt the whole game. Anyways, um, next topic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Check. I know Go we on, got check. playoff baseball on. Check the check the uh, group chat. Okay, cool. I will check it in one second, but I'm going to go check it. Before that, um, week four recap. Jack, how are you feeling about this win? Is Sam Howe legit? What are you thinking? I mean, I don't know because he had what? He was sacked nine maybe 11 times last last week against the whoever they played before the eagles i don't know i mean like we said jalen harris played really well this is probably his best game this season aj brown played really well um but again like ash has said repeatedly like any of these nfc east games they're gonna be a tough matchup you know no matter how horrible the commanders are if they're oh and four or whatever down the road two and eight or whatever, they're still going to play these games extremely hard. And as we saw, I mean, every time the Giants and us play against each other, we always have a tough game. I mean, other than we go to, you know, Massacre and Meadowlands. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think that was, you know, a nail-biter for sure. Um, but I'm glad Jake the Make Elliott made that 54-yard field goal. Um, my, my hopes aren't up. It just was a disgusting win. But we still got the W. Jalen Hurts played well, like I said, and so did AJ Brown. Are one hundred percent? Are we feeling by any chance that that made field goal fifty-four yards in overtime? It's giving us a little bit of a you know a throwback to the Giants win back in twenty seventeen. This kind of kickstart one of these runs that are going to be freaking amazing to watch. I you felt that way can... last year about one of the field goals that they had, so I won't say. I'll knock on wood. Yeah, but I mean, like the energy, you know, the the team rushing out there, picking him up, kind of like Simba, like it just like reminded me so much of 2017. You know, Jake Elliott's first game as an Eagle, coming out and hitting that 61 yarder. Now he hits a 54 yarder to put the birds to four and zero. You know, we're about to get into a tough stretch of games here, and I think this was the energy that they need. They understand that they need to play better. Um, but like I was saying earlier, we put up 34 points. You know, and we are – and this is nowhere close to the best football we can be playing. The The thing that I take away is, yes, it was NFC East. Every NFC East game, just like you were saying, Jack, it's going to be tough. Um, but we came out with the win, and that's what you have to look for in this situation. Um, losing that game would have sucked because I think it was a really shitty play call to go for a touchdown there with a minute and a half left on the 40-yard line. I was so pissed off that he, we got a touchdown there. Like, yeah, it was awesome. A.J. Brown, two touchdowns, put up 180 yards or whatever it was. But, 
like you can't get a touchdown there. And then immediately the defense lets them go up and 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 give up a touchdown. I mean, it was just a really shitty minute and a half. And I was very upset. They should have just ran the ball. I don't understand why they're not giving Swift the ball in that situation. Run the clock down. They're well within Jake Elliott's field goal range. There's no reason to go over the top on that. Um, so I guess, you know, kind of relating back to play calling, that is something that kind of grinded my gears a little bit. But, um, you know, it's it was they, – they did a good job. They, they won the game. Ryan Swoop, what's up, man? How are you? Welcome back to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for letting me come. Hey, we're happy to have you. How were you feeling last week in this overtime win? A little bit of a mini heart attack. What were your thoughts? You want want me to be honest? I will. Be honest. All right. Well, everyone's complaining so much about the offense. I think I don't think maybe it's the play calling, and I don't think Hertz is Hertz is looking okay. He's not up to his best right now, but I think he's going to come along, and I think the offense is going to come along and do do better late later in the season and they're going to get back to who, the, who, who they are but right now the play calling is a little iffy and all that and i'm not like up like i'm not really a fan of it but i, I it's not something i'm like too worried about i think it's more the defense and when i talk defense i'm talking about the coverage like so i know the eagles are four and four and oh but i still have the same issues that they had last year and why i don't think they won the super bowl people are going to blame the field but all last season, even though the birds were really good and they what would they go eight and no in their first eight games last year? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the the coverage is this awful. Like last year it was too. Even when they were like winning last year, I said the same thing. So the Eagles are four and oh, I know that, but the coverage is just this team's coverage is not gonna win this team a Super Bowl. It's it's awful. Like like we cannot get, we can't stop teams. We can't get them off the field. And I know that, I'm, like, I'm not going to bring in the bring in the front four into this because the front four is terrific. They're like one of the best front four all time, I think. So I'm not going to even mention them. But as far as the coverage, it, it's 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 abysmal. It, it's it's horrific. Like they can't stop teams, and they like so. And I think that's why Hal looked good. Like you saw the Super Bowl, of course it's Patrick Mahomes, but this team cannot stop stop teams in coverage. Like they they allow short co- they they allow short completions, like five to six yard and, completions, and then like downfield they're okay, but it's more the short yard short yard um coverage, and then turning those and then then those after the yard um plays on the short coverage um catches, like it, it's more the um after the yards is what the issue is. Yeah. Or it's it's uh two to three yard passes, two to three yard passes, and then first down. Because we see big plays on second uh, first and second down, the birds make big plays. But then when they get the get teams to third down, they can't stop them and they march down the field. So like outside the outside the sacks and outside the pressure, you see this team that they, they can't do anything if, if a team's not uh, getting pressure on uh them like Early in the game, you saw Washington, like they weren't getting uh, pressure on home. Uh, I mean, on Hertz, and they were giving Hertz a lot of time in the pocket. But what 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 were they doing really good? They were they were covering very good, and they were not they were not allowing Hertz to get good passes downfield, even though he he had a lot of time in the pocket. The birds can't do that if they if they don't get pressure on teams 
and they give the quarterback a lot of um, time, they, they can't stop him. The coverage is, I'm going to keep saying this, it, it, it's, it's, it's awful. And that's, yeah, why I mean, team, that's why this team can't win a Super Bowl. I, I got to be honest. Like, as good as they are at pressuring teams and sacking teams, outside of that, what are they defensively? Nothing. Yeah, Josh, did you want to say something? Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's why I said earlier. I that, That's why I said when we were comparing the 49ers and the Eagles, like, it's a secondary that scares me. I definitely agree with that. Like, if the, the front four can't get home, uh, we have an issue. Our secondary is really good at tackling. Like, Reed Blankenship is a monster back there. I think he's, like, I, I don't know if he's leading the league in tackles, but he has – I think he has the most tackles on the team, and he, uh, he missed the game, but – we we need to break up some passes. Uh, you know, you saw it with the Vikings and you saw it with the Commanders. But back to the OG question, I do think Sam Howe's legit. I think he played really well, and I think he's going to be the future of the Commanders going forward. Uh, I, I like him back in UNC, and I think he's good now. Yeah, 100%. You know, talking about the offense, do we think A.J. Brown's back? Like Dalton has said, um, or Matt said, he had nine receptions, 175 yards, and two TDs. Go. Is he back? I think. I mean, hey, I don't. I don't think the Redskins are a good uh, team for the against the past. Uh, but I mean, AJ Brown, he's always open. I mean, he was d- due for two touchdowns or a touchdown this last week because been trying to get it in the past three weeks. Nothing has happened. Um, but I mean, I I don't think I I don't think he was ever gone. I just think they just had really good coverage on him. Uh, so I mean, I'm excited to see what he can do this right this season. So that's all I gotta say. What do you think, Ryan? We'll let our uh, guest take it first. As far as AJ Brown goes, yeah, is he back? I mean, what's your thoughts on also? We were talking about it earlier with one of our fans, Wit, my little cousin. He loves AJ Brown, but he did not like that little outburst on the sideline. What's your thoughts on all this season and then this game and just everything? Well, offensively, like I was saying, I think this team is going to come through. And right now, like, they don't look their best on offense. Hurts doesn't look his best. but And then I think I think they're going to come through offensively, and I'm not, I'm not very concerned. Although, the one thing we saw last year, which we're seeing a, a little different this year, but at times it's still the same. Last year, it seemed like all all the time that they were pass, pass, pass in the first half of the games, and they they rarely run, ran the ball in the uh, first half unless it was Hurts. But we saw the first game how much they ran, and then I'm not sure if it was the second game, like uh, they they ran a lot too, and then they uh, or no, it, it, like they started out passing their first uh, nine passes or so, and then and then they seen that that they couldn't. Um, Get the pass down and uh, uh, cover, uh, get guys open. So then they turn to the run. Well, I want to see that uh, continue. I want to see us uh, have a balance on offense as as far as the passing, passing and uh, running goes. Because I don't want to just see pass, pass, pass or run, run, run like in the first half. I want to see it even. I know it's going to depend on mat- matches and who they who they're playing, but I want to be able to see that like we can having a uh, balance on offense as far as the pass passing and the running game goes throughout the game. Not just like, cause a lot of times at the end of the season, they did have like a ratio where it was almost the same running and passing for the season. 
but they would always pass so much in the first half and then they would run in the second half. I want to see like I want to see like an even balance throughout the whole game between the run, not just one half do one and then the other half do the other. You know, all four quarters. I, I would like to see that more. And and then one one thing I do have is we're not seeing Hertz run as 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 he used to, or he or he's sliding a little sooner to uh, avoid hits. Have you guys seen that? Don't you mute it. Sorry, yeah, that's been a positive, I think, for us. I think that's been a really, really good thing, that it's showing a sign of maturity, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's good to see him uh, preparing for that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a great point. Um, I do want to thank our guest tonight, Ryan Swoop, for jumping on with us for a few. I'm going to try to get you on here next week, too, if you're down, maybe for the Phillies. Absolutely, um, guys, I appreciate huge it. Phillies fan. Yeah, I need you guys to help me more with this podcast experience. I would like to get more on. and. Um, get open and feel more comfortable. So I appreciate it. Hey, well, a lot. Was a great take. So we appreciate you for jumping on and always jumping on to say what's up. So yes. uh, you ready for this weekend? Quick score prediction on your way out for us. Um, probably 28, 24. Birds. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Brian. Have a and good then, night. I want to see Dallas Goddard get more involved. Let's see that happen. For sure. Ryan, it's always a pleasure you uh, popping on, and uh, let's go, Phils. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Have a good one. Yeah, have a good one. Bye, brother. Perfect. All um, right, moving on up. I Like I said in that group chat, let's not talk about that. Let's just go to week five. Yes. Watch my Phils. Uh, so moving on up, week five, we got the Rams, and kind of like Matt said early, kind of – Reminisce of 2017 because that's when we won the Super Bowl and that's when what's his name Carson Wentz went down against the Rams against the Rams mm. and then Nick Foles stepped in. Everything about that. Mm. So, so wait, so right? are, are, what are you saying here, Jack? It's, I need I need I need you to elaborate on your comment that you just made. What are, I what don't are you know. Saying? What are you Speaking saying? about not, a historical event that's happened in the past that he's witnessed with the same color scheme yeah. in his head. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying, saying Marcus Mariota is going to lead us to a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, I'm sir. Saying this is yes, sir. Game, Matt. <laughs> fucking Jordan cursing the Eagles before the game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, in all seriousness, this is going to be a good game. Uh, Rams have Sam Matt Brad Matt Bradford Matt Stafford has been playing phenomenal. I'm not sure if he's playing this week because I know he uh, had like a fractured ankle last game. But you know what I'm scared of? And like Ryan was talking about, coverage. Pua Nakua or whatever. That you got to calm he is a, down. He's a dog, dude. I, he, come on now. Come on. The now. only reason he's a dog is because there's no one else to throw to on that team. Doesn't yeah, Cooper I mean, Cup, I mean, Cooper Cup come back this week? No, he, he just got pulled. He just got – so they activated his 21-day practice window. But he's trying to play this weekend, but he's doubtful. Oh, okay. So – that would be bad in all seriousness. Cup, I mean, elite, elite wide receiver. I joke around. I nickname him stuff, but I mean, dude's a stud. And like Ryan Swoop highlighted earlier, I mean, if this secondary has had problems, I mean, the wide receivers for the Rams have been their strength this year. So that's kind of what I'm afraid of. And I also want to highlight, too, if you guys are out in California listening to the pod, go down to the West Coast Birds 
and Philly sports trips and fourth and John tailgate they're having down there. It's going to be absolutely crazy. I bet you there's going to be more Eagles fans at SoFi Stadium. It's going to be called fucking Lo-Fi Stadium because there's going to be no fucking Rams fans there, and you're just going to see a sea of green. Like for Philadelphia fans, same thing that I said about week uh, two with Tampa. You know what I mean? Or week three. You got those families. Could have went to Wildwood this year. Nope. We're, we're balling out this year, little Jimmy. We're going to California. And we're going right. to watch the birds. We're not Circling going to back. California, adult. We're going to fucking Catherine Rooney's. And we're going to be drinking some good old beverages. We're going to the game together, Gates this Sunday. Uh, if you guys want to join us this Sunday, <laughs> so, you get us at so, so, Dalton, I don't know if, you, if that was talking about the Rams, because it wasn't. I don't know where you got in California, that whatever, but – what do you think about the Eagles paired against the uh, Rams? Because that was just off the beaten path we just talked about. What did I just talk about now? Like, I don't even remember. You had me tailgating like, at SoFi. Tailgating at SoFi. That there's going to be more Eagles fans there than Rams? How does that not relate to the game? You mean physically in the game? I mean, I think that honestly, yes. if you're talking stats wise, players, the boring stuff, no, I'm kidding. Um, I think that the Eagles are going to struggle. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game if I'm a betting man, which I am, bet on cut. <laughs> if I could take the over or under, I would probably take the over on, like, 52-and-a-half points, which should be pretty high-scoring. I think it's going to – I would even maybe take six. Is that the over? Risky. I don't know what it is. It's probably, like, 49-and-a-half. I don't know what it is off the top of my I'll head. It's probably four, I bet you it's 43-and-a-half. That's what I'm going to say. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, I think that these these cornerbacks are going to have their work cut out for them. Because like Jack said, I mean, Stafford's in a groove. Nakua is not that playing. good. He's I mean, it doesn't good. matter. Momentum is everything in football. Momentum is so, everything. So, Antonio over, Brown was a nobody. The over is 50 and now a half. Now you again. 50 and a half? That's a big over. Yeah. I don't think that's I've seen like, in the 50. I haven't seen for, in the 50s yet this year. That's for like points, and then like you said, it's four and a half for the, the um, what you call it, the spread. Yeah, gotta take the spread. I think the Eagles are gonna. I think they're gonna cover. Um, here's here's what I'm thinking. This team on offense is they're getting in a groove. They're 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 starting to figure it out. Brian Johnson, we've talked about it. It's getting better every week. This defense, we didn't even talk about it. Murrow, the linebacker group has looked really good. And what I really like about Sean Desai is he's he's calling up blitzes that are getting the linebackers involved. Murrow, he had three sacks last game. Like, he played outstanding. And we're not even talking about it. So, like, yeah, our cornerbacks are a little – they're a little rough right now. If I'm not mistaken, Slay went down last game, didn't he? And then Bradbury had to move back outside. So like we're slim on we're slim, but we're not we're we're forgetting that we have one of the best cornerback tandems in the NFL when they're healthy. Um yes, they've had rough games, but you can't you can't forget that. Like they they're a very good duo. And they'll figure it out. And they'll they'll lock some they'll lock people down. Um but I just when I look at the Rams compared to the the Eagles, I'm, I just don't see how it can be a close game. I really hope it's not. 
because this is a game that is a at the beginning of the year i don't think there is a single eagles fan that was saying that we would that we would lose this game like we this is a this is a game that should be 100% guaranteed to win and if it's a close game then it's it then we have to start asking ourselves questions are we legit or are we just getting lucky um I just think that this is a game that we need to win by 10 points or more, honestly. And we just got to put them, we just got to win the game. You know, against the Bucks, we didn't win the game. It was, it was weird. It was like, you know, defense and it just, it was an odd game. I mean, even though the Bucks were down 13 points or whatever at the end of the game, like five minutes left, I was concerned if they got a touchdown, then we could possibly lose that game with three minutes mm-hmm. left. We haven't had a game yet this season where we shut out a team. And I think this yeah. game could be it. You think that um, you brought it up a good point with the corners. I think Bradley Roby quickly is going to be a good mix. You think he's going to come out and play, and is he going to be the one who's supposedly going to hopefully take that slot? I mean, this guy's a great player, uh, all-pro corner multiple times. Has he? I, I, I really don't know much about him, so I, I'm not going to speak too much. But, you know, any anyone's better than I really do think Josh Job. I, I think Josh Job sucks. Um, bomb. Yeah, he's not good. And this guy had most of his tenure, I just want to say, uh, when the Broncos were very good in, uh, like, 2015, 2016. Oh, so he's, so he's, he's old. old. He's an old guy. So that could be good, though, too, because he could bring some knowledge is kind of my hope. But, but we'll see. We'll old. see. I think it was a wise signing, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I can't speak too much on it. Um, we'll see what he does. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, that's all we have for you guys tonight. I want to thank everybody for jumping on, rocking out with us, watching the Phillies. We're going to get you guys out of here so you can enjoy the rest of the game. No trivia this week. We will have the trivia next week for you guys and the betting, but I do want to thank Fantasy Football Network and TickPick for sponsoring this show, as well as El Diablo Burritos and Nick's Pizza. Uh, But I'm going to kick it to Jackson to do what he does. Colin, shut up! You're you're a fake fan. You're 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 a Phillies fan. You're you're whatever Sixers fan. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> uh, hey Josh, it's not an intro. It's an outro. Hit that motherfucking outro. Ballpark Tommy in the house. That that was really good, Dutch. Uh, Matt, my head hurts a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jack, Joe, fuck yourself. You suck at fantasy, Paul. You suck at fantasy, man.